This week's episode is brought to you by Clichés. Did you know that Clichés are actually an onomatopoeia? It's the sound that was made when several newspapers being printed over and over and over again came out of the press. So, cliché, 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 blaster blade, blaster blade. What? Nothing. Uh, clichés. They fucking suck, right? Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus City. I'm Atlas. And I'm Matt, again. And I'm Root Beer. Yeah, welcome back, Matt. How, how was your week off? Uh, it was okay. Was I'm good. tired of shit. Yeah, and then... And working two jobs exists. And what? Working two jobs exists. Yeah, and then there was all that uh, hullabaloo with the government shutdown. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love uh, have Congress having control of my job. JK, just kidding. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this week, uh, we're, we're going to talk about the, uh, the Boucherode World championship finals thing the 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 thing where everybody who's the who top their tournaments goes and tries to fight each other it's like the ultimate who would win in a fight except like sad um so th- there was uh you know like like most bushiroad events they split it into you know japan and uh the west because uh japan would kill everybody if they combined it into one tournament and uh we're just gonna go over it and uh make fun of it so here we go. Um, for the uh, let's start with the West. The top eight was uh, six Overlords, one Blaster, and one Messiah. Can you guess who won? Messiah. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Somehow Blasters got the win on this, and then the uh, second and third place both went to Overlords. All but- right. So. <laughs> So the I guess the the first thing we should talk about is six overlords, right? Yeah. And I think Overlord was pretty much just the best pick for worlds. Like mm-hmm. it has yeah, the most like... ridiculous cards. It's not missing anything yet, like because we don't have the the uh, Lilian Charger booster yet, right? Or we didn't have it for worlds. Mm-hmm. Or the or did... um, Stargate no. booster. No, we Stargate didn't. booster. We had Star... the Link Joker booster. Stargate booster is Link Joker booster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the original Link oh. Joker. The actual oh, yeah. clan booster. booster. We had the first one, but not the second one. Yeah, yeah. Dim- Dimension Police goes and cries in a corner. God, don't play Dimension Police. Never ever play that clan. That clan sucks. Just sell it and just never play it again. Shadow's what different. about oh, the amazing power of using Go Cannon and Grand Scout on the new X Gallop while it's on Dayusha? Well, first tried, man. No problem. So. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. And then in terms of the breakdown by country. For the top eight, it was three Australians, two Canadians, one Mexican, uh, one Frenchman, and one American. And, uh, well, I guess, I guess that, uh, them Australians are savvier than most. And Canadians. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised Blaster managed to get the the top. I mean, he did trigger sack the hell out of all of his matches, I think. That's true. Like, yeah, like, like at least I know for the topping match, he quad triggered him oh, for the win, and I think both games opened up perfectly with Wingle Hughes, so he could just rush, grab his blaster things, and clear his field before Overlord could retire it. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it it's one of those things where like any anybody who's like obsessed with the anime, this must be their wet dream. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, "Oh man, blasters versus overlords." It's just like the anime, yeah. Yeah, paint the garage. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of concerned that overlords uh, took as much of the top eight as they did. Um, I'm not surprised that they're there, uh, especially because I thought chaos was going to be much more of a problem, but. I guess nobody... Do you want to... like? Okay, so let's say everyone's on the same page for the tournament. Everyone has the same amount of information, right? Mm -hmm. The the decks that their people are most likely to play are Overlords and Chaos, right? Yeah. Even knowing the information, do you really want to play Chaos when when other people are going to be on Overlord? Does Chaos have a bad match against Overlord? Yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't it? Like, even without a field... Overlord still has Purge to just ping them to five and build advantage. They have restanders, and then they have a pretty consistent way to clear the board, and Denial Griffin can shut down glue ball turns. Ping, ping them to five. 
The purge deals damage too. I, yeah. I but, like. Why would you want to play chaos into that? You wouldn't. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I thought... you, you actually did watch part of the stream. Did anybody actually play chaos at all? No. I didn't <laughs> see it. I saw the leaders. Yeah. I saw Luar Diablo. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, th that what that kind of fool brings Luar Diablo to this. Yeah, yeah. the Americans. That that's the kind of people who bring Luar Diablo. Like, and there's, there's, there's like Luar Diablo it. versus a really shitty ZTV player who didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, lost well, so, Like after first stride, I think the Luar player had one card in hand and like one card on field. <laughs> five damage, and it was like, well, this game's over. Yeah. Huh. Oh my god, I, I, I just, like, moments like that really uh, make me sad to be a part of this community. Like, mm -hmm. there's that, and then, like, uh, after uh, after the uh, final, or the world finals, um, like, a bunch of people were on Vanguardians and stuff asking, like, hey, what's your blast, what's everyone's blaster deck list, or does anyone have any lists for blasters? And then one guy goes, like, will you people stop asking about blaster lists? Play play your play your own deck. Stop being so cancer. Like, basically. All right, so firstly, if you want a blaster list, you can just copy the blaster list from Worlds. Secondly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> secondly, uh, like it does. Like pe people obviously copy the top deck. What I saw more of after Worlds was people selling their blaster decks because mm -hmm. it is now the best time. To, it was now it was then the yeah. best time to play your blaster deck because it's like oh, blaster one Worlds here, buy this. Yeah, that makes sense. You have to eyes left and right. Yeah, but I mean, like, like just just people like that. I'm like, dude, would you shut up? Like, some people get enjoyment out of winning. So yeah. Leave them alone. And also, yeah. some people just want ideas. Yeah. Me, I'm. I, I don't know. For some reason, like seeing Cardero or Royal Paladin is just boring to me. Like, just because they're the poster children of Vanguard, that you're like, okay, I mm -hmm. guess it's fine. But at least uh, Gear Chronicle can't be uh, bullied anymore, I guess, for being Gear Chronicle. Um, I mean, Gear Chronicle has fallen a little bit by the way, so they haven't been supporting a long time for Gear Chronicle. Uh, or at least good stuff. Although, set 14 might change that, but who knows? I mean, we already know what... We already have an idea of where the deck is going. What, Chrono Jet the White? Yeah, and then his stride form. They really need to make a Chrono Jet the Gray. They need to. But they're not going to. Um, so, looking over on the Japanese side. Um, so, this was... Uh, I, I don't even know what they were thinking. Um, let, 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 let me just paint the scene for you. The top four are Overlords. Okay. Token Rambu. Dark Irregulars. And Neonectar. Okay, two of those four things make sense. But, like, Token Ranbu. Uh, I'll That's buy Token Ranbu before I buy that darkness list topping. I mean, the, like, part, part, like we harp on how Token Ranbu is not a clan. It isn't. And, now, and it got second place in Japanese worlds. It isn't a clan. I'm like, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> like, a, a lot of these lists are just so cartoonishly strange. Like, the Dark Irregulars list had uh, three Glens and Vampire, uh, four um, Shar Hot Grade 3, like the, the one who scatters in, two still Dang. Vampire. I have a real question, though. Yes. You ever notice how many heals the Darkness list is playing? Oh, he's only playing three. What?! He's only playing three? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he's doing eight stand, five crit, three heals. <laughs> Nothing makes sense to me anymore. <laughs> he's just playing a Shar Hot crit. Just why not, right? Yeah. Does he even have Enigmatic Assassin? I don't think he has Enigmatic Assassin in this list. He does he's not. Um, he's also playing four Closet Balloon, also known as the Depeche Mode Groupie, but... Like I don't get this list. I did he actually just hit still vampire every time in steel games? It seems like what he's trying to do. 
I mean, like that is the only explanation I have is that he healed a ride with still and won games like that. I mean, if you do um, heal so that he he doesn't and always he doesn't he heals out of uh, still vampire lust. <laughs> oh yeah, and then there's also the thing where um, like a- anything that counterblasts in the deck aside from uh, where Tiger Jaeger refunds itself. Yeah, aside from Blenzen, I guess also. Um, but Glanton's also countercharges for you. Also true. Um, but yeah, th- that is kind of neat where, like, I thought, like, a lot of people thought, like, oh, still Vampire kind of lost its usefulness because no one keeps their starters around anymore. But, like, doing it to a grade one and then restricting grade ones with Gilderai, shit hurts yeah. you. So I mean, as I long play... as they're not on grade three, you could restrict three guards on Gilderai and steal games. When I played still Vampire... After, a, a little bit after Flying Librarian came out. So this is before Buttermouse and uh, before Succubus of Attachment in the U.S. I had a serious problem, A, finding Stone Vampire. And you don't want to ride it because so you don't want to play a lot of them because you don't want to ride that piece of crap. Yeah. And, like, I, I would have a problem finding it and or, like, consistently even having enough, like, if your opponent knows what's going on, it's, like, really bad, right? Yeah. Because they're just, like, never going to put you to five. Yeah. So, his opponents, most of his had no idea yeah. what the deck was. And then they put him to five, and he then he, like, still vampire, and they're like, oh, shit. What if, what if he just, like, like that's so just lucky? That's a narrow window. Like, what if he got so lucky as to not soul charge or damage check still vampire, and then just I mean, had it, and he, like... That's surely impossible. Yeah. I mean, when like, the tournament is best of one leading into the finals, you can, like, steal your way into top eight, and then it's just a matter of luck. Yeah. Hmm. Um, let's let's see what other wacky hijinks they got into. Um, with the Token Rambu list, what's Token Rambu? Dude, all these cards look the same to me. I, I know, right? Uh, they're, like... Halfway between ZTB and Gold Paladin. You call a bunch of shit early, rush, and then you have that red-haired grade one that restands itself, and then you have a restander that only costs a soul blast. So you just push them to high damage early, and then try to rush them down with your restanding strides, or one of the strides give 10k to a thing, so you can give 10k to the grade one, attack, restand it, attack again, and just steal games. See, I thought... Chaos had a boring aesthetic, but this is somehow even worse. Like, just anime stills, they all kind of look the same. You know. It's a white shorts deck. Kind of. That somehow yeah. made its way I into the wrong game. When I was clicking through the pictures, I was like, why is there a white deck here? And I like, kept clicking. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized, in fact, it was not a white deck. Yeah, I mean, the, um, the, the Overlord... Uh, one that took first place is like pretty straightforward. I mean, he he is doing three uh, three the X three the end with uh, mm-hmm. for the purge, which is a little interesting. But I think that's probably the best. Really? Yeah. Like you could still go into the end early if you need to rush your opponent early, and then like you might as well just play the cross if you're playing the end too. So. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that you can Legion after you Drachma, because you're never going to have the counterblast to restand anyways. I mean, you know how people are. Um, but you... Although, actually, if you use Conro, you can get the counterblast to restand. Jesus Christ, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed he's, he's doing... You have to use on the Drachma turn. Mm-hmm. I noticed he's... <laughs> yeah, he's got, he's got uh, Conro, but... Um and for and just the the uh, effect heal, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Because I know Gabe in real life plays for purge for legend, and then he keeps yeah. one flame dragon heal, so he might be able to grab it off of the top five search. But um, mm-hmm. doing doing uh, the cross in the end means you can, can kind of like free your uh, free your deck up so that you can play the, all the uh, four of the effect heals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, like, when you have Conroe that can search out Conroe, you basically have perfect rides as long as you have a grade 3 in your hand, so there's no real reason to run the legend. Yeah. 
I think I, I think Gabe just got salty about um, like Pale Moon because he's like I can't do anything because <laughs> I played him one too many times with it. Uh, so and speaking of Gabe, this new Nectar list, uh, I noticed it kept uh, Dream Spinning and uh, Glorious Thighs, Asha, and also two uh, Searing uh, Searing Heart Asha. Yeah. Like I disagree with the searing hearts. Like you might as well just run Inez to build advantage early. Uh, aside from Velhamina, your other strides really don't matter. You might as well just run the Ashas. I can't really think of anything you would put in their place. Uh, I like I like that he that uh, he he's running four of the that Musketeer stride from the Zoo Booster. Or, no, uh, the G guard. Sorry. Oh well, yeah, it's like their only good G guard. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. And Rain Breath, I guess. Rain Breath's pretty decent. Um, yeah, but it's also, like, small. And Tarot can be 15k pretty consistently, because either you're not playing control and you have a field, or you are playing control and you don't have a field. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I also noticed that he's playing three of the starter. Um, oh, yeah. Like, I, I know a lot of decks will play two of it, just so you can search it off of, uh, you know, Asha's uh, Stride Steel in the case of the original or uh, Searing Heart. But um, th- three is kind of peculiar. Like something tells me that like- that guy damage checked the second one too much, and he's like, "All right, I'm putting a third one in." <laughs> like just out of frustration. I don't know. You can Matt and I's theory is that Japan realized this game is borked, and so they're just doing whatever the fuck they want. I think that start is really good. What? I think that start is really good. Also, yeah. Yeah. like if you could. So, like if he knows it's gonna die or get locked, mm-hmm. he at least has the out to draw another one. Yeah, that's true. It's um only two stride fodder, which is pretty cool. I mean, it that one is a bit weird to me with only six grade threes too. Yeah, and then let's see three three uh, uh four of God I forgot that girl's name and then four of the resist girl. That's mm-hmm. doing like the OK symbol with her hand. Um, I don't know. This this one is like weird in the not weirdest way. Yeah. Um, this one is like I don't find it optimal, but I can see the deck just being good enough on its own that it can top. Yeah, I like I like that Japan kind of got senioritis with Vanguard, and they were just like, all right, let's just play what we want <laughs> instead of being try hard. Oh, I forgot that. What? It's difficult for me to kind of, like, figure out how the Zoo Booster even affected the metagame. Just because, like... I see I see no Gridora like, lists. Yeah. Right? Like, there's no Chaos here, there's no Gridora, there's no... Like, all the things that we assumed that there would be, mm-hmm. it was kind of not there. Uh, so it seems sure. like everyone was just bringing overlords. I mean, it's the like Matt said, it's the safest decision. Yeah, so. I, it's like that's one of those things where like it doesn't feel impactful enough to be called the best deck in format, but it's also the most consistent and safe one. So you could just bring overlord and have it, and you'll probably do fine. It's also really hard to mess up. Yeah, it's very. So if you're playing in like a long tournament. Which I don't know how. And Worlds wasn't terribly long, but if you're playing in like you know like a nine round tournament, right? You want an easier deck so that you have less mental anguish by the end of it. Yeah, because uh, if you, if you don't bring like food with you, you're gonna start like passing out and making dumb decisions. Mm-hmm. You're gonna start doing that. What? Even if you do bring food with you. Uh, true. Just how it goes. Yeah. By the way, I forgot the best part. So I I have a um, Google Translate on, like, any page that has, uh, you know, a different language, it'll translate it to English, but of course, because it's Google Translate, it uh, doesn't do too well. Um, so the, the the tweet with all of the deck lists on it for Japan, this is what Google translated it into. Fighters Climax Finals Competition ended. The victory is Blowjob. The second victory is Sword Sword Dance. <laughs> Third place, Dark Regulars. Fourth place, Neonectar. Congratulations. For details, please wait for the official portal site next week. So, what? yeah, I'm I'm definitely taking a screenshot of this tweet and putting it on um, on uh, 
on our Twitter. So at Nexus at Night, you can go, you can go check that out, and it's just, it's just fantastic. I don't know why I'm be so happy. <laughs> um, oh my god, I like. Also, on top of uh, the world's thing, Boucher had announced that they were going to uh, have a new ban list, right? And mm-hmm. the one change they made was that Sorgmi is no longer restricted to a deck with Jewel Knight Grade Threes. Yeah, because at this point, no one besides Jewel Knights would play Sword Me anyways. Yeah. Yeah, because the Blaster Engine just does the job better, so... Yeah. What do you like, care? Well, even no, in Sankar, people stopped caring about the Jewel Knight Engine once the Blaster Engine came out. Yeah. Like, even if Sword Me wasn't banned, I think Sankar decks would have evolved the same way they did anyways. Yeah, I mean, like... It just doesn't feel like a ban list, though. There, it, it would be like, all right, the ice cream man's here, and then you go up, and it's just like, yeah, we got like this half melted drumstick left. Counts mm-hmm. as ice cream, I guess. You're like, all right, you know. I mean, based on like the results in both America and Japan, though, the only thing they could do is start banning pieces of Overlord. I think they should put Denial Griffin to one, <laughs> and like I. I know it seems like kind of like just a random fuck you, but the a lot of decks like you know will run two to three, and for decks of uh, you know in tier two or lower tier two, that it Denial Griffin is very oppressive. Like it, it's yeah. it's kind of hard to try and like deal with and or bait out two to three per game. Um, I think if you put it to one, especially with Overlord, where they still have Defeat Flare. That and you know it, whatever the flip G guard is, advanced guard, something like that. Like they'd still be fine, I think. Yeah. What do you guys I think? Mean, there's also like an increasing amount of decks that are getting resist units. So yeah, that's that, that's what someone told me on the subreddit when I when I said that. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but not everybody's going to have those. Yeah. And uh, and also another thing I was thinking is like, I think one of the things that's helping des- uh keep. Over keeping Overlord afloat is the fact that Destiny has a perfect retire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. Um, Poor so like, go. Yeah, um, so like even decks with good field retention can still get broken up just by Destiny. So you have to put in a lot more effort to try and keep your pieces. Yeah, or or, or just have enough advantage to keep replacing. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I don't know how much of an effect that hitting Destiny would have, considering they can still just fish it out, yeah. but. I don't think that would have been my first guess. I don't think they necessarily have to hit Destiny, not yet anyway. Yeah. But like Denial Griffin to one wouldn't cripple the deck; it would just hit it like just a little bit, you know. Step on its toes. It doesn't. It's, we're not kneecapping the thing. Just you know, give everyone like just a little bit of respite, you know. Also, goddamn that guy had the the, the guy in Japan had four uh, purges and a drachma. Yeah, and SP'd out. Uh, Ziegenbergs. Who are these people? Like, uh, let's see. And, and Dark Irregulars guy had had a bunch of SP out stuff too. Mm-hmm. SP blends ins, all that stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, like that's that, that's pretty much it when it comes to worlds. I, you know, that, that's what happened, and the ban list doesn't really feel like a ban list, but uh, time yeah. goes on. Um. And as we're getting toward the end of the G era, somebody tells me that, like, Bushiroad's either going to, like, introduce a mechanic that somehow outclasses Stride, which they definitely were cut out for them, or they're going to just kind of cut down everything at once. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to feel about that. What about you guys? I mean, the way they've designed this game, it's hard to go anywhere but up. So, like... The only ways they could do it is to either, like, power creep stride, which is terrifying, or create some new mechanic that'll put... Or, like, find some way to, like, soft push out stride and kind of reboot the game. Yeah, I mean... I don't think that's it. I don't think that's the only option they have. So, Mm -hmm. so if you look at the current strides, they've just been going over Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Like, they've just been creating more absurd, bigger strides, right? Yeah. Yeah. What they haven't been doing, or at least not on purpose, is going under them, i.e. creating cards that uh, make it difficult to get to the point where you're striding. Mm-hmm. And the, if they do that, you risk making the game ends on turn two or three. Yeah. 
So, so you got like a Yu-Gi-Oh type thing going on. Right. right. And so right now, it's like pretty difficult to end the game prior to turn three, right? Like mm-hmm. very, very few decks even have the option to do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just space that they don't use on purpose. Mm-hmm. So they could lock out. So you can think about, you know, how to beat out stride is create cards that do a lot before stride, or maybe when you don't, when you haven't rode yet at all. Yeah. Which I think Bushi Road realizes that's a possibility, which is why they keep slapping GB one onto things that weren't GB before. Yeah. Like you could, like they can create a mechanic that's like, if you have no face of cards in your G zone, do this cool effect. Yeah. So yeah, like either power creep out stride completely, start making more rush decks that beat out stride by outpacing it, or like soft reboot the game and just kick stride to the curb completely. I mean, kicking stride to the curb completely will alienate a lot of people. Like yeah. if you did it all at once, you would have to kind of like do a boil the frog thing where you just like slowly like kind of phase it out a little bit at a time. But like and like. I think the biggest part is if they get rid of G-Guards, that's definitely mm-hmm. going to be another uh, big thing, because as Matt said, G-Guards are arguably, or no, I'd say objectively, more broken than Strides in terms of raw card. Yeah. I think, I, I think what when I said that, uh, Strides had not become as ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I think <laughs> at the time I said that, G-Guards were better than the Strides that existed. Because oh. G-Guards were gaining more cards on average than those Strides. Oh, and we've, ne- we've now, now shifted the other direction. The strides are better than G-Guards. Because if you look at Strides now compared to Strides when G-Guards first came out, they're wildly different. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah now you're getting things that like give a shit zillion amount of power. They can just draw endless amount of cards, and they have ways of blocking out, out your guard options. So Compare Purge to G-Guards and even GBT-5. Mm-hmm. Which was a great set, mm-hmm. but it's infinitely better than any of the cards in that set. I'm trying to think of the G guards in that set. What was in GBT05? No, there's no, no G guards in GBT05. Oh, but I'm saying strides when guards came out oh, were yeah. much much worse than, than the strides now. Gotcha. So when I said that G guards were better than better than strides, I meant in relation to the current strides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the current strides were gaining on average one to two cards for several, for a couple counterblasts. Yeah. But the strides now, for almost no counterblast, are gaining like three to four cards. When when do you think that shifted? Was that like with set thirteen or Yes. Yes. Like as soon as they started uh G Z, they were just like, fuck it, and started going nuts with their card effects. Well, I guess uh, the first. I guess the first time is when you had a uh, Ziegenberg. Mm-hmm. So that'd be seven so eleven. Like a, yeah. yeah. It was GBT eleven. So GBT eleven, I think, is when we started the upward swing. Hmm. Yeah, but at that time, things still felt fair and manageable, and you could still like beat out the top decks without feeling too oppressed. Like set eleven and twelve were probably one of my favorite times in the meta game, and then mm-hmm. the link the the link Joker clan booster like ruined it all. It, like, especially for, like, an OTT player, you get, like, maybe two months of being on top again, and then just gone. Yeah. What a shame. Um, good lord. I, 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 I don't know what's going to happen in the future, and I don't know if this world uh, tells us or Bushiroad anything, but uh, I, I, I hope they have something in store, because, like... If things keep like going up as fast as it as they are now, we're gonna get some kind of like shitty dystopian Terminator future. <laughs> and, and or they're it. gonna have to pull a Yu-Gi-Oh, where they realize, oh shit, we completely fucked everything up. We have to kind of ruin everything, and then start from scratch, like they do every four months or something, or how, yeah. <clears throat> however long it takes for them to do a ban list. It used to be six mm-hmm. months, and then they shortened it to four, I think. I can't remember. Yeah, but I was thinking about their introduction of Link Summoning, where they were like, we're just going to completely change the way your extra deck works. Have fun with that. And then didn't it turn out to be like super, like someone found out a way to break it anyway? So it's like... Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it affected the top decks very much, because 
Like they either found ways to adapt or they could function with the changes anyways. Yeah. Someone told me that um, in Vanguard uh, Japan is where uh, all the broken combos are figured out. And in Yu-Gi-Oh! it's in America. Yeah. I don't know. The American Vanguard community is like, it's something. We're really, really dumb. Like, yeah, it's uh, I, I, I've always wanted to do an episode where, where we just get like quotes from, you know, the subreddit and uh, Vanguardians and obviously don't need names, but just read them out loud and make fun of them. But like that almost seems too mean for us or mean for you guys. That seems pretty on, on point for me. <laughs> Have you met us? OK, know. fair. But I mean, who was it that said it would be cool if the clan was cool? Right. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> oh man, that was that's, that's our greatest. That's our greatest moment. Uh, who also said Token Rambo is not a clan? You know what? That's definitely not not too low. That's for not us. even mean. That's just true. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, it's still more of a clan than I don't know Nubatama right now. Oh God, Nubatama doesn't even exist. Yeah, Holy or shit. like Angel Feather. Remember when Nuba, everyone was super hyped for Nubatama, and then it just vanished from the face yeah. of the earth? The, the, yeah. the stuff in Set 14 kind of look, looks kind of neat so far, but we only, we only know, like, two of the cards anyway, so... Yeah. I mean, the new Grade 3, like, it definitely gives them something they needed, which was easy card advantage. Yeah, and then also uh, another uh, another Grade 3 with Dominate, so you can run both, and, you know, mm-hmm. you, 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 like, if you miss right, it's not the end of the world. Unlike yeah. a certain Triceratops that I know, Gaia. <laughs> God damn. Um, yeah. And then, like, the way the release schedule is working, like, some decks will be getting their third grade three bosses while some people are barely at their second. Yeah. I mean, like, Harry, like, in Pale Moon, we got our second, like, last February. Mm-hmm. And then we haven't gotten any, like, actual set support since then. We've we've gotten a promo that changed everything, and then just kind of that's it. Like, I want a follow up. God damn it! You haven't actually gotten that promo yet, to be fair. Oh, I know. It's <laughs> it's a box topper for set fourteen, though. So yeah, and oh, I think by wait, then Harry will be so far. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so disappointed. So what they could have yeah. done is they could have, in one case, put one copy of each. <laughs> <laughs> They've done this for another. Uh, Butcher has done this for another game. What game? Uh, Weishwords. Oh, where they put like these cards. They put like four, they had like four cards. They put one of each in a case, or something like stupid like that. Or maybe it wasn't one of each. Maybe it was like a playset of each in a case. Dude, this is they bumming buy, me out. It really just wanted you to buy a case. Yeah, still so, bumming like, me out. No, they could do this. God, please. Please don't give them any ideas. Um, they already have the ideas. <laughs> please don't. Rem- <laughs> please don't remind them. It, well, like, don't be that. I, I, don't, I don't remember what the situation was. It was a long time ago. I, but it was maybe it was an SP. Maybe it was a, like a special variant. I don't remember. But I remember it for Cinderella Girls, or maybe it was uh, Girlfriend Beta. I don't remember which one. It doesn't matter. The point is, they 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 can do this shit. I mean, they have the ability. They have the technology. Why do I get the feeling that you were that kid? In class, like Ray's class was letting out, you're like, wait, you forgot to collect the homework. Please don't be that guy. Well, I want to lose the homework, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, the future. Oh, speaking of the future, um, they revealed the last Xeroth dragon. So uh, I figure we should talk about it. Um, So in the anime, they... Spoiler alert, I guess, if you really care that much. Um, the uh, They uh, basically possess Kazuma, and then he gets uh, the uh, United Sanctuary Xeroth Dragon. So Xeroth Dragon of Zenith Peak Ultima. Um, so like every ultimate stride, same copy as your Vanguard when you stride Counter Blast 2. Uh, and when it's placed, you may pay the cost. If you do, search your deck for four cards. Shuffle your deck. Call two cards from among the cards searched to separate rear. And put the rest on top of your deck in any order. All of your units will be uh, chosen for your trigger effects this turn. So this is another another good uh, like encompassing of what the clans do. Um, Sans Angel Feather, I guess, but you know that that's kind of hard to. Uh, yeah. I get mean, that this to is work. pretty close to what I predicted. What What was your prediction again? <laughs> I think it. I think I said like search top. 
five or ten of your deck, and you can call from... Uh, I can't remember exactly what I did, but I remember, like, search X amount of cards from the top of your deck, call them, and then put the rest back on top in any order. Yeah, I mean, and, like... like, the, the units you call would gain power. I mean, they basically just did all three Paladins, OTT, and I guess Genesis, because they have, like, some stacking abilities to them um, all at once. So, good for them. Um, what do you guys... So, now that we have all of the Xerath Dragons, where do you think this ranks? I'd put it, like around the middle alongside Megiddo. I think it has a high ceiling depending on what your deck can do with it, but also like a pretty low floor because at its most vanilla, it's basically just a regular stride. It actually feels like what Xerath Dragons was supposed to be, unlike all the <laughs> ones they had in the middle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. The, 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 this is like very threatening because like, because you know exactly what you're getting for your first two drive checks. And of course you're going to put triggers on there because why wouldn't you? But uh, there's, like, a certain stare factor to this with the opponent where you don't show them. You just look at four, call two, and put the rest on top. Mm-hmm. I Knowing mean... Knowing Atlas, you put PGs up there. What? Knowing Atlas, you put PGs up there. Oh, I would. <laughs> I totally would. <laughs> if you have no Gs on, so it wouldn't matter. I don't have, um, I don't, I don't have a United Sanctuary deck uh, right now, so that's, uh, yeah. I'm kind of SOL in that department. But, I um, mean, like, the most efficient thing you could do with this is put a stand and a crit on top, so you restand your board and then give them all crits. Yeah, that is yeah. pretty nice. Um, I I saw uh, a, a bunch of people being like, wait, you could put a draw trigger on top, and then you, could, you could draw five times. I'm like, dude, that's not how that fucking works. Are you serious? You could, like, put, you could put a draw trigger, then another draw trigger, so you could fulfill the prophecy. <laughs> of what drawing a draw off a draw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I yes, the prophecy we all fulfill all the time. Yeah, like, draw, that's literally how draw triggers work. You always draw mm-hmm. another one, which is why it is objectively better to play an odd number of draws. So one of your draw triggers must necessarily draw a non-draw trigger. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like to do five. That's like my yeah. That's why seven five was the old staple in like the olden days of Vanguard is because you want one of your draw triggers to always draw a non-draw trigger. Yeah. It would instead draw a crit. <laughs> I mean, at least that's a 10k shield. Or or maybe a useful effect, depending on what your crits are. Um, An old Vanguard? Nah. Yeah, true that. So, now that we have all of them, it's like, like what's your list from top to bottom of all the Xeroth Dragons? Uh, for me, I'd say, like, Dust is on top for sure. I think he's just absolutely borked, and... You can use them from at least four damage, possibly even three, if you think you can make a strong enough turn. Uh, Then I would do Stark. I think he has a very high floor just because no matter what, when you ultimate stride him, you get three attacks for 36k. So, like, no matter what your field looks like, what kind of card options your opponent has, he will always do the very bare minimum Versus all of the other Zeros Dragons, where if they have some way to disrupt your board or you can't make a field for some reason, the Zeros Dragon is just kind of useless. So I think I give Stark really high points just for sheer consistency. And then if you can make a strong field to go along with him, the ceiling just raises higher. Uh, then I would put like Megiddo and Ultima in kind of the same place where both of them have like fairly low floors where if you can't make a board you're just kind of shit out of luck and then like if you can make a board I would put Megiddo at a higher ceiling because you can probably make a stronger turn with it but I think Ultima is more consistent just because you could put stand a crit and then all of a sudden you have plus 20k to your columns with a crit <laughs> and they all restood and then uh, I would probably put Z- uh, Zoa and Drachma both around the bottom. Both of them are, like, pretty easy to cheese. Uh, Zoa, I might put lower because you can't. she can't function without a board. And then Drachma, you can kind of do some cheesy things, but then even the cheesy things are kind of screwed by Ultimate Stride existing because your opponent can still Ultimate Stride when they're not on grade 3. Um, like, I think the risk... The chance of failure on those two is just higher than any of the other ZRs. Makes sense. Matt, how about you? Uh, I, I agree with mostly his list. I don't... Like, I think Dust is still clearly the best, even in its new iteration. I think in its previous iteration, it shouldn't even be a card that was allowed the public to see. I mean... <laughs> like, 
I don't even like again. I don't even know why they showed that card, but Eid is still like very good uh, post that because if you're like normally when you strive one of the ZRs, you're going to be at four or five damage because you're typically afraid you're going to lose the game next turn. Mm-hmm. Like otherwise, there's not a whole lot of point to stride into them because yeah. you won't be able to play the game for the rest of the game. So you only want to stride these things when you're like almost like far enough behind, but the, and this is your only out. Mm-hmm. So I do think that. Uh, dust and like anytime you stride dust you'll probably have enough cb um but and stark is just here's three attacks i hope you have six cards or three pgs or you know a g guard and some other cards or whatever Mm -hmm. like you're always getting at least probably at least six every time and if you have anything else going on it's pretty good yeah Especially in Stargate, where most of the decks can either multi-attack or make large columns. It is a little awkward in Evercapler, because it doesn't actually anything. Yeah, but you can just restand the rest of your board, it's fine. Yeah. And then, uh... And, you know, against Link Joker, like, you know, several Vanguard attacks are generally, like, decent. Mm-hmm. I think it just... It opens up a bit. It's just... So I think Stark is, like... It seems, like, really lazy to me, design-wise. Just because it's like, it attacks three times, and I'm like, alright. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's like too hard to word the double restand without it restanding again. Yeah. Um, what about the rest? So, I don't know. Megiddo is like, again, I think the most ZR-like, and I think Ultima is also like very ZR-like, because like, they have complicated effects that use like things from multiple plants, which I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh... It's possible you could read the uh, triggering effect triggers affecting anything as an OTT as the OTT side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't really apply much to Genesis for me. Like I don't really see the Genesis. Well, that was kind uh, of a stretch, you could make like... budget Wiseman turns out of this because st- if you have a bunch of Taros and Soul stack two crits onto your Wiseman, it's restanding for minimum twenty four k with a crit with two crits. Yeah, that's fair. Budget wise, also turns. if you don't have a Wiseman, you could get one. Yeah. Or two. Yeah, so you could just get two Wisemen, get them a bunch of crits, and then hopefully your opponent doesn't have two heal triggers. I'm sure they do. Well, that's that's assuming that, that you're playing against somebody with a disruptive G guard, which yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, mean, my, I wouldn't use my 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 list is different from your you guys's, but after Link Joker booster doesn't Chaos has an effective disruptive G guard and. It's a gleam. Why? There's a stupid chaos card that's like, or when it's discarded, mm-hmm. you can like soul blast one. Oh, was that oh, close? That... Right. Uh, well, it's only if you have a chaos heart, so it only works when you're on a stride. Oh shit! My bad. Never mind. I'm retarded. That would have been cool. Thought, for some reason, I thought you just needed a chaos vanguard. Oh, this card. No, they thought about that and actually made it so that you had to be on a stride. That would have killed no me. No fun. No fun allowed. No fun zone. Um, and then... I'm retarded. I, I, I just assumed... It might be because there was rough translations, but uh, I just <laughs> assumed that it was just if you're on a Chaos Vanguard. That makes sense. I mean, um, what about uh, Zoa and Drachma? Is it in that order? Or... Drachma sucks. <laughs> okay. uh, they, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think... I don't actually know how to, how to actually think about Zoa at all, because, like... There's no stuff that will, like, there's no card that works with it. Like, yeah. the, end, the only card that would work with it is the stupid ac- acorn, whatever. But it doesn't even work because it immediately becomes successful and then restands when it's or not even attacked yet. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, no way to, like, work this card around. It's, like, really annoying. The only, way, the only thing I can think of is if you call a booster, then call Tapering Beaver. So when you boost the Tapering Beaver, then it becomes successful. You do the, do the thing, double. <laughs> but that's all I didn't think of. No, because once you make anything ninety nine k, it's going to be successful. Well, no, no, you do that first, then call tapering beaver. So it, it didn't see it become ninety nine k. Oh, I see. So you'd have to keep it in your hand, do do the zoa call, it becomes ninety nine k, then call tapering beaver. No, the point is, I would want to target the acorn master, so it would restand itself. Oh, but you, but you can't even do that. Yeah. yeah. But Zoa is just one of those things where 
They're pro- they're almost certainly going to PG the Quint 9 unit if they have a PG, so you just need to make the rest of your board as large as possible so they can't G-guard it. Yeah, makes sense. Right. Um, so my list is, uh, from top to bottom, Dust, Ultima, Stark, Medido, Zoa, Drachna. Um, I think the potential uh, for Ultima is so great in terms of like what you can uh pull out that you know there's like so many things you can do with this that um i think it's got more to it than stark stark definitely works better when you're behind and against link joker and all that stuff but like ultima's ceiling is so high that i have to put it above stark um uh yeah i just can't yeah. Ultima is just so bad when you're behind, which is when mm-hmm. you're typically in these cards. I just can't see it being better than Stark. Yeah. I mean, and also you, being weak to disruption in a control meta is like pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, you do get to call two things out of it, so it's not like like if you have an empty board, yeah. it's not that big of an issue. Yeah, but calling two units and then like setting up two triggers is like not better than three vanguard attacks. I don't think. I mean, yeah, like I think the... at the end of the day, if you're working off of a subpar board, it just becomes like a strong stride turn, and I don't think this does anything that something like, say, Alexandros couldn't have also done. I mean, Alexandros can't search things, can it? Well, no, but then... Exactly. Like, you can just restand whatever garbage is in your hand, it'll still be huge. Like, I don't think this really adds much that any other deck couldn't replicate with their own strides. Oh, you got a point. Like... And also, I just value consistency more. I think Stark having a higher floor than most of the ZRs is just really strong in his favor. I think I value the ceiling higher than the floor. Um, just like with, like, you know, there, there's, uh, what, six United Sanctuary clans, and, you know, that there's so many cards within that you can do crazy shit with. Uh, especially if you got like all the, you know, you do all your blaster engine stuff. I mean, that's assuming it. Yeah, you probably have the counter blast for it. But like, you know, you do all your blaster engine stuff, then attack with Ultima, restand blaster blade with more crits, and like, good lord. Um. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know. I definitely think like the a, a, dust is like an A. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Dust Dust is the tough. I saw like, some yeah. I saw I saw somebody's list. They had Dust second to last. I'm like, okay, this is probably the dumbest thing I've ever read. I yeah, mean, like <sighs> Like free damage if they're at four or less, like pseudo deleting them, cutting off G guards. I don't know how you could think Dust is bad. <laughs> and then like not in I mean, like, all, they kind of portrayed Dust unceremoniously. Both times you see him use, uh, Chrono, like, pulls a victory out of his ass, and then in Chrono's time using him, he just did it at the wrong time. And yeah. Just, like, so... I mean, if they showed Dust at its full potential, they'd have to admit how fucking broken it is. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, Bushiro doesn't want to admit mistakes, so... This was like, yeah, of course Dust is shitty when you only have one column and attack twice. Yeah. I'm like, if if Chrono was using any other deck, like, probably just get flattened. Yeah. I mean, if Chrono had a hand in any capacity, he would have flattened Kazuma. Also true. Um... Yeah, so that, that that's pretty much all the stuff about the Xerath Dragons. I they're making geese into a card, right? Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to be a cray elemental or what, but we're probably going to end up talking about him too, because that's what we do here. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't who, know. Who, I, I'm not watching the show. Who's geese? Uh, the 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 Satan s character who's going to destroy the world or whatever. It's like it, it, it's the MacGuffin that all the villains are trying to use. Is he is he a human or is he? A... No, he's like some kind of dragon thing, and he just possessed Kazuma. So yeah, and then he Kazuma. is Vanguard Satan. Maybe it's a Shadow Paladin. <laughs> I could, could be. I could see it happening. 
Um, oh, you're right. And then apparently after he possessed Kazuma, they they put him in like this kind of cloaky outfit, and everyone's like, "Man, Kazuma is like best dressed." Like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we already know how Chrono's going to win. What, Chrono Jeff the White? Yeah, he's going to just skip uh, Giza's turn and then have another one. Yeah, and we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, anything else you guys want to add about the Xeroth Dragons or the ban list or Worlds or anything? Worlds is a complete joke. Please don't take it seriously. Yeah, I honestly, I, I would probably rather take a Locals. Seriously, then. Yeah. You know what? I will apologize to all of you idiots on Vanguardian. <laughs> like, your locals matters. At least more than Bushi Road Worlds does. Them's fighting words? Question mark? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, good lord. I, I mean, at this point, Worlds is a glorified locals. We have a bunch of tryhard overlord players and people bringing random bullshit that shouldn't win but does. Hooray for token round boo, I guess. Matt, anything to add? Not a whole lot. Uh, ZR's statement shouldn't exist. That's about it. Can't wait for that $300 dust. Yeah, I'm definitely not looking forward to that. I have two Dark Zone plans. Ew. Ew, I have two Dark Zone plans. What's wrong with me? Um, What'd you say? You hate yourself. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Pale Moon... I've had forever, but, like, I have Spike Brothers now. What's wrong with me? Sorry, Proof. Uh, wow, I'm telling Proof. <laughs> he, he's gonna know. He listens. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Free plug. Uh, check out Living Proof's channel. He, he's, uh, he's an awesome Vanguard YouTuber, and he's a cool dude. Uh, check out um, his Discord, where all three of us hang out if you want to talk to us, or, uh, you know, tweet us at Nexus at night. You can find me at Atlas Novak. Find me at Wiggums, two Gs, two Gs. Uh, you can find me at Plasma Eclipse, even though I never post anything on Twitter. Eh, whatever. I <clears throat> I was actually um, on a podcast this week called This Is Rad. Uh, it's run by a friend of mine, Kyle Clark, and it's just about like people going on and like explaining shit that they think is cool. And I was on an episode about Yu-Gi-Oh. Even though I don't play Yu-Gi-Oh anymore, it was it, it was it was really sad and really funny. And you guys should check it out. Um, also, maybe uh, other podcast that I like, check out uh, Goods from the Woods and Mean Boys, because they're friends of mine. So, uh, until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. And I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody. I want to take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast. Uh, I also recommend sharing it with your friends, family, anybody who likes Vanguard. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder the, of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway, you can also tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at Night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, We have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.